Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. It's back to the Luke and the Pete Show. My name is Pete. I'm joined by Luke Moore. How the devil are you on this Thursday, my sir? I'm all right, thanks. I'm not too bad. Good, ran out of steam there. Did you really? Not already. We've got another yeah. half hour to go yet, mate. <laughs> That's hot. Well, we talked about things last week on Death Valley. Yeah. Um, how's your week been, Lukey? I went briefly to the seaside and I stayed in a eco-hotel, which means Ooh, uh, it's basically like a normal hotel, uh, but it's reduced the um, level uh, and courtesy of service um, uh, to save money, but also the planet. Right, okay. So how, what, what do you think is their priority? Do you think it's the planet or um, the money? Not giving me a kettle, <laughs> um, se- selling me a bum- bamboo toothbrush. So you couldn't do any port noodles? One. Couldn't do any one, little hotel port noodles. Yeah, it's, it's, and it's twice as expensive because you are subsidising I got tax breaks for them, presumably for being an eco hotel. Yeah, it was it was very nice, um, uh, but I, I didn't uh, roll my ankle, uh, which I usually do on beach holidays. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it was all very very pleasant. It was all very lovely. But uh, very yes, nice. I, I, I it was uh, I was fascinated by the idea of what separates an eco hotel from from normal hotels. And so, it, it is just reduced level of service for twice the price. Lee, <laughs> you say, Pete, you're starting to sound like one of them. You're starting to sound like <laughs> Jeremy Clarkson, then, mate. I look, I look. They always say you get more extreme uh, and to, uh, and more right wing as you get older. I just think you know, not possible for you that. Not mate. I'd have to go right around to infinity to come back to left wing. Yeah, I'm really, I'm, 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 I'm on is like a fucking joke to me, mate. Yeah. Bit far too liberal for your taste, right? <laughs> I was outside. QAnon, uh, though, did... As far as I know about it, though, which isn't much, mm. but as far as I know, QAnon isn't really left or right. It's just mad. It's just yeah, mad. It's just but... madness, isn't it? Yeah, but if you were going to uh, p- pick which side, I would say they're more kind of like twitchy, uh, gun gun toting maniacs more than like the, you definitely see them on the, more on the right side than, than the left. But I do agree. Oh, right. yes, they're just they're just wacky fuckers. Four uh, Chan was wasn't extreme enough for them. Eight uh, Chan neither, so they went over to Q. <laughs> but uh, did you see all those people outside the? Um... The um, uh, the royal family's residence, Buckingham Palace. <laughs> Buckingham I mean, Palace. If you can't even remember the name of Buckingham Palace, it's got hot. We do we do two shows concurrently. I got hot. All right. Okay. I, unless you want me to take my shirt off in the studio, I'll take my shirt off. And do it. Fine. Yeah, do I'll do that. I'll do it. Fine. Um. Yeah. There was loads of people shouting "pedophile, pedophile" into the uh into the palace of the weekend. That was uh that was fun. Not really reported on the on the news though. I, I noted, which is a bit weird. Yeah, the thing is, it's... people always say this, right? So people always say, mm. I'm not having a go at you here, but people always say, mm. oh, 
you won't read about this in the news or you didn't see this on the news. And There was only 20 people. Yeah, but sometimes I think there's quite a lot of news happening at the moment. <laughs> you know, they can't cover absolutely every street yeah. in every city in the world. So I yeah. understand why there are editorial decisions sometimes that don't go the way that people want and it's hard mm. uh, and it's annoying. But I know enough about the media and I know enough mm. people working in news media to tell you that they are fucking, a lot of them are doing their best and it is fucking hard. All right. So when you yeah. sat around your pants on Twitter wondering why some knobhead has chipped off about something and it's not on the BBC News, there could be lots of reasons for it. All right. Is, all right. Is the front page of the BBC at the moment. Students' belongings binned by halls of residence. Why do medieval royal charters still control us? Okay, they're not and who, themselves there. But and who is the cutest cartoon animal of the twenty first century? <laughs> Big stories, important Big stories. But no the, other game will make you scream as loud. What game do you think they're talking about? No other video game will make you scream as loud, Luke. Video games are your thing. Is it Super I Mario know. World? <laughs> it's not. It's a game called Fall Guys, which is a very popular one that's uh, doing a lot of business online. Can, can I? Thing. Can I just? Go, can I just circle back round to the Q and on thing, just very, very quickly? Yeah, cost me, cost me. Because so. I, I know someone quite well whose mm. cousin is like like balls deep in the QAnon stuff, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, yeah. I, and I have to admit, you know, Pete, this is not really my area. And I, I, I kind of found out over a beer or two sort of sort of what it was. And I, I've seen the pictures of the, uh, you know, the, the, the soldiers posing with Mike Pence with the Q sign. And I've seen the marches and seen the signs mm. and the placards and stuff. But I didn't mm. really ever properly get to the bottom of it and know what it was about until this guy told me and i and he said look my cousin who i don't really speak too much uh he's involved he's, he's well into it and I, was, and, and I said okay fine so i looked him up on instagram and he had put a post on there and i just tried to look it up but he's deleted it sadly but i can remember what it said he basically did a whole long thing about how um that donald trump is trying to save the world's children from a satanic cult of paedophiles being operated mm. from within the deep state, what they call the deep state in the American government. And, you know, the reason I say that is that really left wing or right wing is because <laughs> it is so mad that I don't really know if it's, we've got to the point now, and I'm someone who's interested in politics. <laughs> I study politics. I, I, I don't know where on the, on the, um, on the schedule or where on the on the platform to put this it's it's always i was watching the film um is it legend with uh the the craze the the, the film about the craze yeah i haven't seen it i know it was, it was on film it was on it was on film four oh, i'll me a fresh shooter um yeah he um they they um they, they talked about when um i was sort of reading about um their deaths i didn't actually know i was i was in the middle of the film i was like can't be asked to wait at the end of this how do they die um, one of them uh, died, I think, in Broadmoor. The other one was, uh, I think, he was chucked out of Broadmoor a few weeks before he died of cancer. I think. Anyway, he got like, either sympathetic way, release, um, didn't he? Like um, compassion. Yeah, release, like yeah. a few. Yeah, about six weeks before he died. Um, and um, I would have taken that leave sooner. Just know that I'm going to die of some kind of cancer. <laughs> Just let me out now for a few mate. weeks. Let me back in. Um, but yeah, but, but when the when the Chris when um well the Chris died, um you know people uh, applauded because um, they were happy that, that, that their reign of terror was now over. Uh, but they also um some people sort of said, well look they they kept our they had a they had a real kind of attention to keeping the streets safe from paedophiles. Now we all know um, the seventies, <laughs> we all know the eighties. I certainly know the eighties, and there was a hell of a lot more paedophiles around uh, certainly plying their trade in the streets uh, more than there, there are now, trade? I would say. Obviously, 
Look, if, if done right, if done right. Um, um, that's foul. Um, but it, what I'm saying is that the, 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 the right, actually quite problematic individuals always have this kind of like, I'm looking after the kids. I'm keeping you safe from the paedophiles. Mm. It's the thing that the son's obsessed with. It's the thing that um, the fucking, the, 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 the fascists on Twitter are obsessed with, the fucking, the grooming gangs and all that stuff in, in Rotherham. Yeah. It, it's the one thing that, that unites Problematic individuals. They're not bothered about you know people dying in the sea. They're not people. They're not bothered about anything. Actually, they just use that one glimmer of humanity that I'm looking after the kids and the and, and, and keeping them safe from the paedophiles. I don't know why that appeals to them so much, especially yeah. when frequently these right wing organisations have a lot of paedophiles in their ranks. Yeah, it's not. And I don't. I it's think bizarre. It's, but is it not just a vehicle? It's just a vehicle, isn't it? Because mm. really, if you were gonna, you know, if you're talking in broad brushstrokes here, if you really were. Um, what's the name of Tommy Robinson's lot? I can't remember the oh, name the now. Whatever PDL, they are, whatever they're called. Yeah, yeah, yeah that, that lot. If they really cared about paedophiles, they would be starting with the Catholic Church. They wouldn't be starting with anywhere else. Because, yeah. I mean, yeah, that's yeah. on record. That's on paper. You can look that up. There's no legal yeah. problem with me saying that on this podcast because that's no. quite well documented, right? Yeah. That's the first place you'd start. But they don't because it's used as a vehicle for something else. And on the, mm. um, on the QAnon thing, you know, when you when you like read about politics or you study it or whatever, you know there's certain things that become um, you know synonymous with certain movements, whether it be right wing or left wing. So, for example, as a, as an example, again in very broad terms, you'd say, well, in America, on the right, they prefer small government, right? They prefer yeah. less interference from government in their shit, right? On the left, in the UK, they feel like the welfare state is a really important thing. These kind of things. All I'm saying is, satanic paedophile death cult does not appear on the list. <laughs> So I'm trying to find out exactly how that even started because you, mm. if it's just made up on the internet by some weird guy on a forum, then we've got our priorities wrong. And I'm speaking from as someone who, in a, on a very mild level, gets his fair share of abuse on internet forums. Right? It shouldn't have got. <laughs> it shouldn't have got to that level where the, the vice president of the United States is posing with people who have got those symbols on. It shouldn't happen. Mm. So I don't think it's a left or right thing. I think it's just the fact that we've all completely, collectively lost our fucking shit. I, I don't know. I think I think it is a left and right thing, but I think the the, the satanic paedophile death cults are the uh, are just to distract from everyone's anti-Semitism, which seems to unite everyone. Yeah. Every every side. I know what you mean. So kind of the new kind world of order type kind of conspiracy mm, theory. Yeah, yeah. George yeah. Soros. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I like yeah, I like jazz. Yeah. By the way, can I? I don't know, man. I, I want to completely change tack because mm. um, sometimes I'll prepare something to talk about here, and it won't ever right. come into the. Um, into the, uh, the the discourse because we've gone off on one, and yeah. I, but sometimes I'm so stubborn and actually quite unprofessional that I just want to bring it in anyway. So I'm not linking mm. in this to anything else we've just talked about, but I want to bring two stories to the table that I think you'll be interested in, mate. One is: Have you re- have you read that Japan? <laughs> uh, That's a terrible start. Sorry, yeah. have you read? <laughs> <laughs> have you read that <laughs> Japan are running out of credit card numbers? Uh, really? What? No, yeah. I have not read that. So, Is it because they didn't barely use them? <laughs> no, because... Only, they only ever made three. There's been a massive <laughs> surge in online shopping since the pandemic, and yeah. Japan's credit card companies cannot, cannot for much longer keep coming up with original 16-digit numbers um, for their credit cards. Now, the reason for this 
I know people are going to think this sounds boring. I don't think it is boring. I think it's really interesting. No. The first six digits on a credit card have to be a certain set of numbers to be to run concurrently with Visa or MasterCard, right? And they have to be 16 yeah. digits long, and the first six okay. have to denote the country, the brand, and some other information. So that only leaves you 10 numbers left, right? And credit card use in Japan is going through the roof right? Mm. And they want to double the amount of cashless payments to make it around 80%. They've made some kind of government pledge that by 2025, it will be 80%. But what's happening is they're, they're literally running out of numbers and no one knows what to do. It's almost like a, a car, credit card version of the millennium bug. And we know all that turned <laughs> out. Pe- loads of people almost, you know, the world almost ended. Yeah, I'm sure they can figure it out. I'm, I'm, I'm sure they can fix this because I would say that Japan is—they're going to have a lot of trouble because they are a massively um, cashless um, society. Uh, sorry, not a credit cardless society. They're they're very cash based, so they're always just. Uh, um, you know, something we found with the pandemic is people don't like to handle a lot of money, um, and so people in Japan they seem to, they go out the house with a couple of hundred quid in their pocket, um, and they don't use credit cards very often. Yeah, that's fascinating to me because I was reading when I read about this story, I was reading around it, and mm. it said that in South Korea, cashless transactions are at ninety six percent, but in yeah. Japan it's only twenty percent. And I imagine we're probably at fifty. Would you say we're sixty? Sixty cash. I mean, I'd literally cashless? just be guessing. <laughs> I have no let's, idea. Let's give them 60. Let's give them 60. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure but Pete, the thing is um, that if credit card firms agree that the best case scenario is to add a 17th digit, they're mm. still going to have to update 300 million 16-digit cards, which will be so expensive that they don't really know what to do. Well, just, just say that all of the cards made before 2021 are the, 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 the number one. <laughs> And then everything made after twenty twenty. Yeah, but, but but I think I think the number two. I, I think companies and stuff they can only so I think they can only process one or the other. Otherwise, it won't be automated. Right. Okay. Uh, look, it's 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 a shit show of of someone's creation. They should really have thought this uh, through because obviously Japan's one of the most populous uh, countries, weirdly, uh, on earth for its size. And uh, yeah, they, they've had a stinker, and they need to sort their shit out. To be fair, the infrastructure in Japan is quite old. I would recommend re. re- I would recommend going back to a, some kind of medieval bartering system. Yeah, I think so. Having um, did you say that the Ninja Museum got um, robbed? I didn't uh, even know there was a Ninja Museum. Recent. That sounds amazing. There's a Ninja Museum in the middle of uh, Japan, and uh, it quite hilariously got robbed of all its money last week. Oh. Where are your ninjas now, mate? Where are your ninjas now? What, what's the? Um, tell me about the Ninja Museum. Um, I've never been to it. I've been to a ninja town, which is like a kind of village of um, shogun era um, kind of uh, people who protect, um, you know, heads of state and, and, and buildings and stuff. Um, and that's really cool. I just remember it being very small, like the, the ninjas must have been constantly on their haunches, um, kind yeah. of like tiptoeing through their own homes. But I, I like the we've spoken about um, Japanese houses before being, you know, the, the discovery of glass and all that business. But I do like how quiet that country is very loud in the cities but it's very quiet in mm. the uh in the rural areas and just and just the idea of like ninjas sneaking home i get the impression Pete, that my, my 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 idea of what a ninja is which is essentially based on movies from the 90s and 80s video games like ninja gaiden is probably yeah. completely incorrect yeah i imagine i, I imagine that uh um, people who are way, way more read up. And to be honest, if you ever Google the word ninja, um, the, the, the YouTube streamer ninja has taken over 
all of those uh, all of things. But, but they were just basically like um, mercenaries uh, back in back in feudal times. Oh, so they were they pretty were just, cool then. Um, yeah, they were pretty cool. They were like spies or... Did uh, they have magical or, powers or not? I don't think they had magical powers, no. Uh, that was very much the reserve of the Japanese mages and warlocks. <laughs> and what's the difference <laughs> between a ninja and a samurai? Oh, I don't know, actually. Samurai, I think, are just um, soldiers, aren't they? But ninjas are more like... Ninjas or shinobis are like kind of uh, um, trained spies or mercenaries. So, yeah. Yeah, I thought the samurai were like the officer like officer class mm. of like yeah. soldier or something. Yeah. Yeah. Exciting, though. Yeah. Exciting. I, I don't know anything. I, that's the thing about Japan. I like their drinking culture. Not really asked about their films or um, anything else or, or, or video games or, or, or Do you like uh, their, um, uh, their media? little hot tub thing, jacuzzis and stuff? <laughs> the what? Little Japanese hot tub? I like the um, onsens. Yeah, yeah, they're cool. And you like nice. pot noodles? And I like pot noodles. No, I do like a cup noodle. So yeah. there you go. Um, and can I, can, I, can I bring one more story to the table, which is completely unrelated, mm-hmm. uh, but something that I think you will like. Um, there's been a baby gorilla born at Bristol Zoo, Pete. Oh, I saw this. It was very adorable. Yeah. And, it just appeared. Yeah, it did, actually. And um, so the main alpha male at Bristol Zoo is called Jock. I think I've talked about Jock before on this show. He's a, I'm mm. a big fan of Jocks. My friend... Um, Duncan and Helen live in uh, Bristol. We go to Bristol Zoo quite a lot when I go visit. And Jock's quite a famous uh, gorilla there. He's a Westland, uh, Western Lowland gorilla. And um, they hit the, the the female gorilla, Carla, um, gave birth to a new gorilla a while back. I think it was a year ago or so. But it died. It died after like a week. And they couldn't really work mm. out why. So this time... Oh no, and last time, they had to do like an emergency C-section to to get the, the baby gorilla. But this time, they knew she was pregnant. They turned that one morning, and she was just there looking after it. Oh, that's so lovely. A yeah. surprise gift to the world. And it's very it's wicked when you go to Bristol Zoo because the gorillas, when they come out for feeding time, it's amazing. Like It's amazing mm. to see the social hierarchy of a, a troop. I don't, know what, I don't know what the collective noun for gorillas is, but when you see a group of them together, the social hierarchy oh, is actually God. really interesting. Yeah, yeah. I, well, I mean, you just see the big boys just kind of rolling around. I went to um, Lille uh, a few a couple of weeks ago, and uh, I went to the zoo. And what was that bird that we were talking about? Naughty little, naughty little bird with a long beak. Um, can't remember. Where did you Australian, go? Australian, I think. The naughty little. Oh, well, uh, Lille, ibis. Uh, ibis. Ibis. An ibis. Yeah, I saw an ibis. It was very exciting. I forgot to tell you. I saw an ibis, Luke. Wait, wait where did you see an ibis? <laughs> Lille, oh, right. in France. When was that? Just over, just over the border. Uh, about three weekends ago. Oh, okay. Before right. they did the shut, before they did the shutdown. Um, but yeah, um, uh, yeah, they they um, they had uh, one of them. Bin chicken. Uh, some. Say again, bin chicken. Yeah, exactly. But it looked really, really cool, and um, they were in with the gibbons. I seem to recall uh, in Lille. What? Zoo, which is very exciting. <laughs> That's a filing error. I know, yeah, they're just all in together. And, uh, to be fair, it was quite a hot day, so the, the, the gibbons were just lying on the floor going, oh, I can't be asked to do anything, um, which is very disappointing. That's, that's the only reason why I wanted to go in, to be quite frank. Yeah, you love a gibbon, don't you? Um, mm, speak- I do love a gibbon. Let's have, let's have a quick break, and uh, when we come mm. back, Pete, we can do that email I promised on Monday about Death Valley. It's quite a good one. All right, then. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? 
For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact? You can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's stamps.com code program. It's time for the Luke and Pete Show Part 2. How the devil are you? I am Pete Donaldson. I'm joined by Luke Moore, and it is a Thursday. Speaking of uh, discovered animals and all that uh, jazz, uh, Luke, before we get on to the emails, did you see that uh, the um, the Somali Sengi, a type of elephant shrew with a big long nose, oh, it's, yeah. it, it's not been, it, we thought it had gone, we thought it, it had become uh, become extinct. Um, it had not been since the 1960s, but it was recently de- rediscovered by scientists who lured them out from their rocky habitats with peanut butter oatmeal and yeast it came out for a bit of artisanal bread luke yeah hipster bloody hipster with his big yeah. stupid nose and it was uh, it was found in djibouti um we, why couldn't you tell us sooner luke that it was in your djibouti <laughs> and also it's a bit embarrassing for it because it's called the somali elephant shrew found in djibouti yeah the joke's on them i know i know right yeah so it was apparently 50 Monkey years after it was last seen mm. 52 Incredible. years or something yeah it's mad that you know, there was that. Do you remember that fish called the coelacanth? You heard that story? Uh, I've heard of the uh, animal before, but uh, so it kind of it kind of trumps the um, it kind of trumps the fifty year uh, thing because I think mm. um, so. Let me get this absolutely right. So they thought it had been extinct since the end of the Cretaceous period, which I think is when T Rex was around, right? And then <laughs> right. another one was found in 1952. Jimmy so that is like 70 odd million years of it because I think it was extinct. 
and it, and it popped up. So these things do happen. They do happen. Well, you know? did, did you see uh, Mark Ellens' email? Go for it. Hello at LukeAndPeacher.com. Yeah. Hey, scrolling through Twitter could be a depressing pastime these days, uh, but here's a fascinating article that I found about Greenland sharks and their extraordinary lifespan. Oh, yeah. The photo from Twitter I have attached is by marine biologist uh, Julius Nielsen of uh, a Greenland shark estimated to be 393 years old. Now, usually I'd be like, how the... I mean, how the heck do you start even yeah. aging that thing? But 393 seems very specific. So they must know. They must know. Uh, and the picture, it looks like it's made out of fucking granite. It looks amazing. Three, it was, it's been wandering the ocean since 1627. Yeah. It's the oldest living vertebrate uh, known on the planet. Um, what a picture. What a beast. I just want to make love to it. I think they're completely um, blind as well. Because we talked, I'm, I'm mm. pretty sure they were, we mentioned this maybe a year or two ago, but they. They um, uh, they, cut, they cut, I think they carbon date them or something. They're able to work out how pretty pretty accurately how old they are. Um, yeah, that I mean, that's a long time ago. But, but they move really slowly as well. I think. Yeah, I mean, you would at that age, wouldn't so, you? So I get me. I get with the so with the with the sea accounts of fish and with the kind of little tiny rodents in in really distant parts of the world, I kind of get it. But, mm. you know, if you look at the list of 25, so there's a list of, um, I can't remember the exact name for it, but I think it's partly of a marketing thing to maintain people's awareness. But there's this thing called the world's 25 most wanted animals, right? And it's about, it's, it's not, they haven't committed crimes or whatever. They just, they just, <laughs> they just think that they're, um, they just think that they're extinct cool. and they want to find out, right? And, yeah. and I, I kind of get it if it's a fish because the ocean is massive and everything. But I mean, some of these animals. One of them is a kangaroo. I mean, you should fucking know if there's a kangaroo around or not. Yeah. Did you, what did you see? I, I think um, bonobos are only discovered as um, separate uh, species. That's right, as, because they're uh, only very slightly in, different, right? Yeah. In the in the it was nineteen twelve or maybe the twenties. Like I, that seems fascinating to me that they're you know that they're that they are different creatures. They're very similar, obviously, but um, they are technically very very different. Mm. They're the only animals, I think, that um, witness um, mutual masturbation. That's why you like them. That that's, is why why get, that's why I get. That's why. That's why I get up to when I'm watching them. Yeah, exactly. Um, one, one more um, quick thing on that is there's a um, so the Somali Sengi or Shengi was actually on the world's 25 list. That's how I found out about mm. the list. So they've actually they must be down to 24 now. Maybe they put another one in there to replace it. I don't know. Um, <laughs> but there was a, there's another in in the list. There is an animal, and maybe I'll throw it open to listeners to let us know. Hello at LukeAndPeteShow.com if you know any better than me, which you almost certainly do. That in 1953 in the Philippines, an animal was last seen called an Illin Island Cloud Runner, right? Wow. But it doesn't actually say in the write-up what type of animal it is. It just says, surveys with locals have failed to reveal any further information on the Cloud Runner. Um, the rediscovery of this species would be incredible and would provide a glimpse into their life of a truly enigmatic creature known from just one specimen that was purchased on Illin Island in 1953. It's never been sighted in the wild. So I don't even know what it is. So if anyone no. could tell me, that would be fantastic. I think they've made one up just to make the list a little bit more attractive. I'm imagining um, the video game character Kirby. Um, yes, yeah, I'm disavowed of that. Until I'm disavowed of that, uh, that, like that notion. It's like an <laughs> yes. egg with some welly boots. 
Oh, I saw a dog of the weekend that had Dizzy's eyes. Uh, Dizzy's eye. If you ever bought a Dizzy game back in the day um, on the Spectrum, he had um, the Spectrum had a limited uh, color palette, so it used to be it used to be made up of green, white, and black uh, colors on the screen. And he used to have very mournful eyes mm. um, compared to all of the other versions. Um, and uh, it looked like Dizzy. He had Dizzy's eyes, and I was like, oh, Dizzy. Was he born like from an the nineties? He wasn't born like an egg. He was hairy like a dog. Oh, nice. Um, let's do some emails. I've, I promised people a Death mm. Valley email, didn't I? And it's from Matt, and he's probably been waiting all week to hear it read out. So uh, he probably yeah. hasn't. He's got other stuff on. He says, no. um, hello to the third and fourth least sweaty people in the UK uh, behind <laughs> Alistair Cook and Prince Andrew. That's disappointing. Yes. Um, with your talk of Death Valley temperatures, I wanted to share a tale of temperature extremes within a single day. My wife and I took a road trip to the West Coast, USA as a final hurrah before our lives ended and we had kids who are now seven and four. <laughs> Beautiful way of putting it. Um, yeah. We stayed in the aforementioned Furnace Creek on a stopover in Death Valley. And despite the name, there was a very green golf course and an outdoor swimming pool, which was best avoided in the middle of the day. At our oh, resort. I bet, I bet yeah. they use a lot of horses on that. Oh, there's, yeah. there's the reason why there's a bloody um, California um, horse bike ban is that. He said, we spent our day of departure sightseeing in Death Valley and taking in bad water basin, etc. Temperatures reached 120 Fahrenheit plus and signs were telling drivers to switch off their aircon at the risk of cars overheating. A common mm. refrain from people who've been there, um, as we heard on Monday. He said, we popped into the ranger station for a loo break before we started the drive to Yosemite only to find our route through the Tahoga Pass was closed due to snow. What? We finally arrived at Yosemite in the dark after a 10-hour detour, still in our shorts, <laughs> T-shirts, and flip-flops from the earlier heat. It was then that we realized our accommodation was on the other side of the park, and we started to ascend into the mountains. Panic set in as the snow got thicker, and the park gates we passed displayed more and more ominous warnings, saying 4x4s only past this point. Our real worry was that we didn't want to be stupid brick tourists dying in the snow in our beachwear. We finally started to descend into the valley into a thinner covering of snow and were rewarded when there was a break in the trees and right there in front of us was the epic face of El Capitan, uh, which is a nice tie into your free solo chat a while back. Mm. Um, he says, love your work as ever. Uh, when is the Vish and Pete show debuting? Cheers, Matt. Well, next time Luke's off, I imagine. Yeah, maybe. He never, he, Luke, Luke rarely takes holidays, so your bromance could be is with, a long time. Um, your bromance is with Andy Brassel, not Vish, though. Yeah, I'll, look, I'll, I'm, I'm, I'll take anyone at this point in my life, to be honest. Anyone yeah. noticing that I'm in the room, uh, yeah. I'll, 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 I'll lavish. As men get older, they upon. get more and more invisible. That's why they get more and more obnoxious. Um, <laughs> but, you know, imagine that, though, Pete. You've gone from, you've gone literally from 120 degrees Fahrenheit to being in trouble through snow in the same day. Mm. That's mad. It's like from the Vish and Pete's show to the Luke and Pete show. <laughs> It's true. <laughs> two, You've got the smoking hot fish and the icy cold Pete Donaldson. <laughs> yeah, it's um, it's 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 a weird one, isn't it? Like uh, I I always say that uh, the last time I was in Yosemite, very dry heat. Even when it gets hot in there, very dry heat. Yeah, that's what we said on Monday. It's probably different, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. It doesn't feel as bad. Mm. Yeah, enjoyable. Um, enjoyable. Have you got any other emails, Peter? I have, yeah, I've got one from Sean um, to, to, to probably, uh, I imagine, close us out. Hi, the Luke and the Pete. I want to tell you the story of an unresolved mystery that happened to me and my family approximately eight to nine years ago now. 
Um, I presume now is when he's telling the story. Um, <laughs> when living in my when living in my parents' house, now uh, we had a private driveway which stretched about fifty meters long. This meant the house was quite hard to spot from the road. One day I arrived home with <laughs> one day I arrived home with my mum uh, to find a packet of rice pudding on the ground located near one of our cars. Strange. Nobody in our house ate rice pudding. Does anybody over the age of uh, six years old? Um, we didn't think too much of it at the time because why would we? Someone may have innocently dropped. This rice pudding. Anyway, over the coming next over the next coming weeks, we noticed several other dairy products being left in the vicinity of our house, like yogurt, etc. But when anybody in the family found anything, they'd throw them away. It was only afterwards when we discussed the situation that people realised what they had seen. However, the pinnacle of the situation was that one day I went to my work van to try uh, to find a carton of custard with the top partly <laughs> chopped off. <laughs> As to suggest, with the use of scissors and the thick lumpy liquid, was rubbed by hand all over the back of my work van. What a strange thing for somebody to do. I did what everybody, uh, what every normal person would do in that situation, and I didn't mention it to anybody. It was clearly a Got out the apple crumble. One of my friends, <laughs> by one of my friends, and rather than give them a satisfaction of admitting they got me, I thought it would be best to remain silent on the matter and let the culprit come to me. A couple of months passes, uh, and I finally bring up the incident to people. Everybody looks at me with bemusement, and I genuinely don't know anything of the situation. Um, and genuinely don't know anything of the situation. Fast forward to today, the mystery is still completely unresolved. I guess the mysterious dairy product creep is still on the large. I hope this story reads right. I've hardly, hardly slept uh, after working nights. Uh, keep up the good work, gents. Sean, now. Pete, is that, an amazing, here? is that an amazing combination of uh, emailer? One is up all night to work in nights, and then it being read out by you, Donny. I'm just saying that, yeah, it is. Uh, I'm just saying that um, Sean hardly slept after working nights. Sounds like a Fight Club Tyler Dern kind of situation yeah. to me. Yeah. Who rubbed rice pudding all over this window? Who rubbed <laughs> custard all over the back of this? <laughs> Devon knows. And if it's your first night at Rice Pudding Club, you have to bring some rice pudding. What, <laughs> what, part, of pudding. The, what part of the country is it, does he say? Um... I don't think he does. No, no. Love to know. No. We could get it's our a, listeners to the, could have been, put the task and see. Could if have they been can Devon. It. Could have been Devon. Have you seen the um, the milky milky boy who's probably a boy uh, who's smearing um, smearing stuff all over the gaff? Yep. Very very strange. It's. Have you ever been a victim of a milky hate crime? Do let us know. Um, hello at lucabitcho dot com. Yeah, but it's almost certainly a bloke doing that. Like no question about it. Like no question. Yeah. Um, we we have run out of time for this for this uh, Thursday show, sadly. But what I will say is this: there is an excellent email ready to be read out, and I'll do it on Monday by the enigmatically named J W Muller. Um, and I'm going to get to that email <laughs> on Monday because I don't want it to go missing. It's well worth the tuning in on Monday to listen. It's about... Are you are you taking the mitt? Are you taking? No, it's the great. Mitt? It's about aliens. The movie. Oh, it's Mu- it's Muller rather than Muller. As in the Muller Rice people. I thought you were going to... Oh, fucking hell. I didn't I even intend that. Amazing. <laughs> Amazing. Oh, fucking hell. No, genuinely, we got an email in from J.W. Muller. He, he's not commenting yeah. on the rice pudding issue. Uh, right, but, okay, but we'll see. We'll see. Now, so it'd be worth uh, tuning in for. It's about aliens and the technology <laughs> they use in the movie. Lovely old job. Fantastic. All right. Um, I heard that um, the Android uh, spat out Muller Rice. Right, yeah, doesn't matter. Could be. Let's get out of it. Yeah, that's that's too far. Let's get out um, of it. That far. has been the Luke and Pete show for this week. As I've mentioned, we will of course be back on Monday. We love to hear from you. So if you've got anything to contribute on anything we've mentioned there, including that enigmatic animal, the cloud runner, do let us know. Mm. Hello at lukeandpeteshow.com. Or if you just want to say hello, we'd love to hear from you. We're on Twitter at Luke and Pete Show. He's been Pete Donaldson. I've been Luke Moore. We'll speak to you next time. I'm off for a shower.
This was a Stakhanov production and part of the Acast Creative Network. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.